today we are diving into this world of cheap, fast consumption of products and how that is going to start now with the development of AI, start leaching into this creative world and how hard it's going to be to know what's real and what's fake. And it already is on the product side. I think you have to be hyperactive and aware um, on the AI side. So when you think about poetry and, and papers and books and blogs and, and even podcasts, you know, like while AI generated voices have come a long way, they still aren't where they need to be to notice if it's real or fake, but you could transcript an entire show off of AI. And yeah, I don't know. Those hard, hard fakes are going to be harder to spot. And this isn't like a society is doomed type of thing. This is a holy crap. What do we do when we want something real again? When we've only supported what's fake and what's fast? Let's go. Hey, you're on this journey, on this season five vibe, and everything season five, as I'm forecasting what it will look like, is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing, and fine-tune correcting what that looks like, and just living. And we started out this show, you know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life and it's all lived out loud and this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth so you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that i am promising you will be there you will end up lost you are not going to get there just know that um but it's it's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever, it was real and this is all real. 
this is me living my life out loud so we can all do our dreams. Heyo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And it's amazing. And way more difficult. So I don't want to sugarcoat this for any of you. Because you're probably sitting out there going, oh my gosh, you can just do your dreams and life is good. And it is good. And it is work. There is an easier route in life, I promise you. Like, just being able to show up for a paycheck and benefits and all the things and not having to figure out how to provide those things for yourself and then potentially even provide those things for someone else. Like, what? Hold on. You know? Hold on. Hold the phone, Joan. That's crazy. So, I and my great thing is... Figuring out how to do that, figuring out how to continue expanding this. So yesterday, or maybe two days ago, I posted some custom work that one of our artists does and wants to do more of, and just a beautiful piece. And we got responses from a couple different places in the United States, and had, that feels crazy to me, and this person felt really great about that, obviously. Um, and, you know, it's sort of amazing to think that you, you could be, and, and local really is like the agent of these small town things, places. because local is, and it's not, you know, to me, it's that we have this super high expectation of what professional marketing looks like. And for someone who does a craft or whittles wood in their barn, like that probably just isn't something you're ever going to be in. Does that mean that their work isn't worth anything? Absolutely not. You know, just because they don't know how to work a phone or Facebook? No, these are like the little things that you discover in these small towns if you're given the opportunity. And in our small towns in Iowa, you just aren't given that many opportunities because whenever ago, not sure when, people just decided that it wasn't worth keeping things alive there because everybody goes to town. Well, I want to go to town in my town. And even when I 
remote when I worked out of town. The goal was always to get back home. As quickly as possible. Just get back home. Get home. And if I got home and there was something that I needed, leaving home after making it home was like painfully disruptive to my life, to how I wanted to live my life. I just wanted to get home and be there and stay there. And if there was something to do there, I would love to do that. But there wasn't. And that was okay. You know, just come home, do nothing here and go on living life. It's fine. It's fine. Except for why? Why is it like that? Why does it have to be like that? That sort of sucks, right? Like, hey, there's nothing to do here, but you can live here, sleep here, exist here, kind of. That sucks. So we wanted to change that. And we wanted to create these instances where it didn't suck so bad where we could feel and experience the community because we believed that if we felt this, this want to come home, this want to stay when you got home from that commute, then there's a possibility that other people feel that too. And so what needs to exist for those people? What are some of the functions that they're doing in other places that we could have here. What are those things? How can we make that possible? So now starting to look at hiring for this next year and starting to look at expanding people's work um, is crazy. So crazy to think like, here's this person who's trying to figure out how to do this thing for a living. And all of a sudden they get some orders of some high dollar items that could literally change the course of this being possible. That like, that blows my mind. And that is not lost on me as one of the cooler things that has happened in all of this. Um, You know, just makes me want to cry just thinking about it. It's so crazy. Uh, and that has now kind of become my job in this instance where local is the agent and we're just trying to connect you with 
the community, with the people around here, with now people all across America. Like, you should be able to experience the artistry that is this tiny rural town in Iowa. Every tiny rural town. Like, shoot. Certainly, you can't go shopping on Rodeo Drive and find hand-knit washcloths. But I am telling you, if you don't have a hand-knit washcloth, like, you are missing out on the most quality cleaning product that exists on this planet. Quite certain. There there might not be a better solution. These washcloths are everything. They just are. And you can't find them in stores. You just can't. You're not going to be able to order that off Amazon. You might be able to. I am not going to lie. You might be able to. But it's this originality, these things that like line the cabinets of Iowans everywhere that someone nearly next door might not even know. And if you don't know about a hand-knit washcloth, you're missing out on a lot of things that life could be delivering for you. Hand-knit washcloths, where life's at. And it's just, these are the things. These are the things that make this place so amazing. And that make local a very important focal point for the state of Iowa and for rural communities at large. There are more handmade gifts made in rural communities than I even care to think about. And you think about that, think about that. Some of those real talents are things that have been passed down from generation to generation. Like, there aren't knitting washcloth classes that you can just pick up. No, you probably learned from your grandma who learned from her grandma who learned from her grandma who learned from her grandma. And I think that's the most amazing thing in continuing that legacy and continuing finding ways for these people to find worth in continuing that. And Give them opportunities to share these things. Listen. California. I don't know that you've been hit by this craze yet, but um, who's calling it? The, the next craze is coming. And it looks like a hand-sewn, stitched, knit washcloth. Some you didn't ever know that you needed. You'll be seeing the Kardashians influencing Grandma Malin's washcloths someday soon. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) But 
that's that's what we want. The ability to access the original. True. Real farm boy grew up under the care and instruction of his dad, teaching him how to whittle wood. Like, that's homegrown. That's real. And and that's the story that we want to continue expanding. So just cool to see that expanding more and more, to see real results from that work, and to think that we're just getting started is crazy. Is crazy. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. Here is the deal. A long, long time ago, a long, long time ago, I can still remember how the music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance, I could make those people dance. And maybe they'd be happy for a while. I don't know where it goes from there. But um, I did, before I started recording, think like, I wonder if I'll sing today. I think I feel like singing today. And I never really know how we're going to lead into that. But a long, long time ago, and long, long time ago, meaning probably about two years ago, I sat in a similar chair in the same room with likely the same microphone. And I said, there will be a time where it is hard to tell what is real and what is fake. Called that shot a while ago. Yeah. And I talked to someone just the other day and they were so proud of themselves. Because they said, yeah, I just had AI write a book for me. And I'm, I'm just so excited to have my own book. And, you know, that's just really exciting. And my, my mind was blown, first off, because... We aren't going to know, right? We aren't going to know. And the truth is, you think that, oh, this is just happening now. No, 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 no. Mainstream, early adopters of mainstream are just starting to utilize this technology. Just starting. So that means that for probably about five years now, people have been testing and implementing it, and it has already impacted us. We have already seen the way that it can polarize populations of people. And it will soon be in the hands of everyone and it already is it already is accessible to everyone and so as i'm talking to this gentleman i'm just sitting there going holy crap nothing 
will be original. Because, sure, and I love AI for what it's going to be able to do, because it can help clean up things, it can help do that, it can, it can do a million things. It's beautiful. I think in forms of creation, because it can create art, it can write books, which is an art form, uh, it can do a lot of artistic, creative things very quickly, very precisely. And I think that that is cool. And I also think it is going to be hard to navigate the world. And we will begin Okay, I'm going to call this now. And I think this is why local is ahead of where we're headed. But we will begin to sort of distrust the internet a little bit more than we have. Because look at, look at the retailers that are owning the space right now. Do you know what they sell and what they do? Places like Timu and Sheen and these like mass producing machines who hop on trends and produce quickly and inexpensively. And like Timu says, shop like a billionaire because you can get a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff for next to nothing. Well, how do you think they do? Oh, oh, they do that because they're basically like just producing everything as cheaply as possible in these like mass factories and it's madness. And they can produce something on trend like within a day. Just copy it. And you can have it for $2. And you think, well, that's only $2. I can buy more than that because I would have spent, right? And this is where they get you. Uh, well, that was only $2. I would have spent $20 on that. So now I've saved $20. So in my mind, I can spend $20 and get a million more things. What a great value. And then you get this box of stuff in your house and you go, oh, wow. Yeah, that, this is cheap. This is cheap. And we have to decide what we value. Do we value plenty? Having more than we need? Getting something cheap? Or do we value quality? Quality over quantity, right? We don't need a million things. We only came here to get the one shirt that we liked. Or do we even like it? Or was there just someone that we think we like wearing it? I don't know. What is, what is pushing that trend? How do we even know what's on trend? Well, these outlets are telling us. And we're following and finding them. And now I'm annoyed with myself because I will certainly be getting some Sheen and even more Timu ads. Timu? Timu? And it's amazing. It really is amazing. And it also, I think, indicates 
some distrust as we struggle to find what's real. And, you know, even as I'm out there looking for different things for the shop, um, trying to find quality things that are going to last, it's like, here's the one thing that you were looking for. Here's the name brand version of it. And here are 12 knockoffs. And as I'm looking at them, I'm looking at the names because it's like, no, I've gone that route before where I've bought something that could save me $20 and I got it and it was just junk. Junk. But it was cheap. But because I can't see it, feel it, experience the quality of it, I'm just looking at a picture. And a picture is similar to verbiage right? We don't know what's real. I have this battle all the time with hotels. One time we booked this hotel, it looked beautiful. And they must have remodeled two rooms in the entire hotel and took pictures of that. Or like hotels were doing in the bigger um, areas that we were traveling to this summer. They just basically like, photoshopped a name, which it was probably bought out by a hotel chain for sure. Um, but they like photo corrected the actual building and then whoever bought them out, which was a known name of a hotel, they put that on the side of the building. That sign was not there when we got there, (laughs) you know, but it's hard to tell. We can do so much with AI and Photoshop and something that is extremely cheap and junky can look like the most wonderful thing in the world, all with lighting and proper backgrounds. And I think this begins the descent, essentially of of that trust that undoubted trust and we'd say things like well it was only two dollars so it doesn't it it, but it does matter because to me we're going to be buying that again until we get what we want And the unfortunate thing is we'll have like 20 versions of this thing and then we'll finally get the thing we wanted all along and then we'll never use the other things again. You know, I think about this a lot with with water bottles and the cup epidemic that we're facing right now. Just the changing cup all the time. Nope, this cup's cool. Because this cup looks like this. Nope, this water bottle is the new cup. And like literally one thing is different than the last version of it. But this is the new cup. It's so funny. Um, Stanley Cups in particular, which are very trending, they were a brand of cup that was about to be discontinued by the company because they were not sailing. 
And then they last ditch effort did this influencer campaign. And all of a sudden, everybody's got one of these cups. Everybody. Crazy, right? It's not crazy. That's, that's, that's how we're doing this now. And the trouble when it comes to AI, and I don't think that it's trouble. It's just we can get so fast moving on these trends. AI can pick up on this stuff so quickly. And now these mass producers can take that information and find you and give you this thing. And it hits you so fast. You know, you're talking in a conversation and now your entire ad feed is filled with it. It hits you so fast you don't even really know what to think. And I don't know. Like, it scares me. It doesn't scare me necessarily. Um, But it does worry me. Because I think it's just going to be near impossible to tell what's legit and what's not. And I think we are just getting started. And we're already seeing it. How many people just listening to this right now can raise their hand and say, yeah, I ordered something and it was not what I was expecting. It was cheap. It was crappy. I thought it was nice. You know, I read the descriptions or I read the reviews or whatever, and it was not what I expected. Well, imagine that kind of leeching into everything that you buy. And if we don't make this stand... If we don't find ways to access what's real, everything we own will be this cheap, this fast demand, this carbon copy. Everything we experience will just be online because we'll only continue growing and supporting these things, this cheap, fast Fashion will start buying books from people who haven't written a word. Well, okay. You have to inform the AI. You definitely have to tell it where to go. But like, where's the disclaimer in that? Hey, this book was artificially engineered. Because think about it. If, if that's what we take to the top of the list, right? Because they're just basing this off of trends and, and writing off of what's resonating and they can write it faster than a human can. So they can climb to the top of the charts because right now what's trending, it'll be the same. It will be the same as product. Oh, this is what the world's talking about. Do, 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 Book written, boom, publish, release. Okay, still trending. Yep, Barbie. Here's five books about Barbie that were just written and released. Look at that. 
Look at that. Not a word written by a human. And if that's where we're trending, we're going to burn out pretty quickly because we're going to start to realize that there isn't originality. Like I utilize AI for some of the copy because we produce a lot of copy depending on what I'm writing and what I'm doing. Um, And that voice just isn't real. And I think at times seeing some of that stuff resonate over just plain human copy um, can sometimes be disheartening because it's like that, that's what's connecting. That isn't real. That isn't human. And I've been very happy to see that those messages written from that lens don't hit as hard as some of the original works that we've produced. But um, it's a mix. It makes life a whole lot better and easier. And for someone who gets turned around in sentences quite often, sometimes it can help me map them a little bit more concisely. But at the end of all the days, I believe that this is where we're headed. That we will work ourselves into this mass-produced society. And if we don't establish things like local connections to something that's real, and we don't start supporting that, we're going to be in trouble. We will only have cheap crap. And I don't, that's not the reality I want to live in. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah us and i would love to see you there go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here i would love you to do all of that to like share and and comment on everything that we're doing but bottom line i i just want you to do your dreams and as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire that's all that really matters change the world.